Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 2, Episode 20 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from May 5th, 2019, the third Sunday of Easter in Year C. The Gospel for this week is John, Chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. Let's listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of John. At that time, Jesus revealed himself to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. So they cast it, and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of one hundred fifty-three large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord Folks who have gone on retreat or even attended a day of reflection have often benefited from a guided meditation. And usually this involves taking a particular story from Scripture and placing yourself in that story and imagining your interaction with Jesus. Such would be very beneficial for us today. If you can, for a moment, imagine yourself alone with Jesus, with all of your baggage, with all of your sinfulness, with all of the anxieties and worries that are 
present in your life, with all your foibles and idiosyncrasies, your successes and failures, the person you find yourself to be in the presence of Jesus. And he comes into the space of your life and kindly and lovingly gazes into your eyes and says to you, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Feel all of the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the ill feelings slip away from you and feel the calming effect of his voice and the gentleness of his spirit touching your very heart. And then he looks at you again and he says, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. How do you feel when you hear him speak those words directly to you? Perhaps you may feel as if you don't have the goods and the ability to do as he asks. Maybe you find yourself asking, why me and no one else? And so you may say to him, do you really mean me? And he looks at you again and he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And you ponder it for a moment and you reply back and you say, well, Lord, where do you want to send me? And Jesus says to you, out into the world. Well, what directions do I have, Lord? What map do I follow? What do I bring to people in the world? And he looks at you again and he says, bring the good news. Bring the direction of the gospel to people's lives. How do we respond to so great a call, to such a privilege in which to share? Sometimes we think that bringing the good news out into the world is best left for the professionals, that someone has to be called to be a priest or a sister or a religious or a deacon in order to fulfill that high calling of bringing the good news out into the world. But yet when we stop and we think about it, carrying the gospel out into the world is really the work of the church and becomes the responsibility of all baptized and confirmed believers in Jesus Christ. Every single one of us is called to be sent as Jesus was sent to preach the good news. But how do we do this? We all have the stuff of our lives, the baggage that we carry. How do we respond? Well, some folks 
take on the greater call. They listen to what's happening within them and feel that they have something really important and dramatic to do. And they take the baby steps and they begin to follow where their conscience is leading them. And they find themselves becoming someone like St. Francis of Assisi or St. Teresa of Calcutta, called with very specific gifts to use in very specific ways. Still very humble, very human, but following within. Other folks discern a different path and get about the business of family life and organizing their human priorities and finding themselves very much involved with their church and wanting to give back more. And so they become an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. They become a cantor. They become a reader or a lector. They become an altar server. They become an usher, a greeter, and all of the other many things that we do in our faith community as acts of ministry and service. Some find themselves called to comfort the dying and visiting the sick. And then there's another group where most of the folks fall. They take up their faith and they want to simply bring it into the reality of their lives and beyond. And how do we do that? How do we participate in the work of the church without formally associating ourselves with a particular act of ministry? St. Teresa of Calcutta had a wonderful way of describing that as well. She said, do small things with great love. Do small things with great love. You see, spreading the good news is really all about spreading the resurrection of Christ because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and it is based on that reality that we sing Alleluia. And it is that very Alleluia that we are called to bring out into a world that doesn't understand what Alleluia really means. Resurrection is not just about the change that is going to happen in the life to come. Resurrection is about the power of the risen Christ alive today, bringing about change. A resurrected presence that we receive every time we bring the Eucharist into our very souls. It is a resurrection presence that can change lives here and now, profoundly and dramatically. Simply by doing simple things with great love. The smallest of gestures can change a person's life. You may stumble upon someone who is in a very angry, very lonely place. And a simple touch and a simple smile can be all that's needed for them that day to be picked up out of that very desperate and dark hole that they find themselves in. A gesture, as simple as opening a door, if done with great love and intention, can make someone feel welcome 
and accepted. An ear that is willing to listen and set aside one's own agenda to the pain and the story of another can bring a transforming effect to another human being's life. Look at what touching did to Thomas when he was able to touch the wounds of Christ, how it healed him and brought him great faith. Doing simple things with great love causes someone to step back and say, why did they do that? Where does that love come from? It comes from my faith in the resurrected Christ. And maybe that faith that you hold dear, that overflows in works of mercy and justice, peace, love, and compassion, can bring someone else to the same faith Thomas discovered, and they too can look at the Lord and then say, my Lord and God. And so we're grateful today for all of you here today who work on behalf of the church in small ways, in bigger ways, in gentle ways, in folks that take up the mission of the gospel not only for the benefit of our community, but the benefit from those outside of our community, those who are hurting, who need to feel the compassion and love of Christ. And so we celebrate those gifts today and share our gratitude with you. May the ministry of the church, propelled by the resurrection of Christ, be brought to all corners of the world. And may we never tire of living the gospel, even when those times come when it may not be well received or we find ourselves even rejected. May we persevere always in faith, in hope, and especially in love. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.